the Starfall was a long way downscale from the pleasure houses of the upper town. Here strange vices were also merchandise, but not such exotics as was provided. This was strictly for crewmen of the star freighters, who could be speedily and expertly separated from a voyage's pay in an evening. The tantalizing scents of wasp terraces were reduced here to simply smells, the majority of which were not fragrant. There had already been two fatal duels that evening. A tubeman from a rimship had challenged a space miner to settle a difference with those vicious whips made from the tail casings of flangoid flying lizards, an encounter which left both men in ribbons, one dead, one dying. And a scarred ex-space marine had blaster-flamed one of the starrant comet dealers into charred human ash. The young man who had been ordered to help clear away the second loser retired to the stinking alley outside to lose the meal which was part of his meager day's pay. Now he crawled back inside, his face greenish, one hand pressed to his middle section. He was thin, the fine bones of his face tight under the pallid skin, his ribs showing even through the sleazy fabric of the threadbare tunic with its house seal. When he leaned his head back against the grime-encrusted wall, raising his face to the light, his hair had the glint of bright chestnut, a gold which was also red. And for his swamper's labor he was almost fastidiously clean. "'You, Lansor!' He shivered as if an icy wind had found him and opened his eyes. They seemed disproportionately large in his skin and bone face and were of an odd shade, neither green nor blue, but somewhere between. "'Get going, you! Ain't paying out good credits for you to sit there like you was buying on your own!' The Salarkian who loomed above him spoke accentless, idiomatic basic space, which came strangely from between his yellow lips. A furred hand thrust the handle of a mop-up stick at the young man, a taloned thumb jerked the direction in which to use the evil-smelling object. Vi Lansor levered himself up the wall, took the mop, setting his teeth grimly. Someone had spilled a mug of cardo, and the deep purple liquid was already patterning the constone floor past any hope of cleaning. But he set to work slapping the fringe of the noisome mop back and forth to sop up what he could. The smell of the cardo uniting with the general effluvia of the room and its inhabitants heightened his queasiness. Working blindly in a half-stupor, he was not aware of the man sitting alone in the booth until his mop spattered the ankle of one of the drinking girls. She struck him sharply across the face with a sputtering curse in the tongue of Altar Ishtar. 